0: Hello, and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk, On Topic, a show where we talk about tabletop gaming topics of all kinds. I'm one of your hosts, Fletcher. I'm Kitty. And I'm Chris.
1: And today we'll be talking about long games and long gaming sessions with multiple games. How do they differ? Do we prefer one over the other? Should we worry about wasting so much time playing board games in a single day? Okay, that last one, of course not. But we're going to justify it anyway.
2: But first, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, the SGC, and the Gift of Games in Grays Lake, And a huge thank you to all of our other patrons as well.
1: I'm getting sick of reading this intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
2: this is this is take three. Um, I think that's
1: a first for us, is take it, three.
2: Yeah, we've, we normally don't retake at all. First time, I didn't have my microphone plugged in. Second time, Fletcher didn't have... Internet
0: at least stable enough. My internet the plugged internet in. The internet hates
1: Fletcher today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
0: we've, true. It does hate me. Yeah, we've we've gone to
2: three different recording video conference things. Um, yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. This is all behind the scenes stuff that you know we're we're not afraid to share. So I'm already
1: sick of talking to you guys.
2: I know we're done. This
0: is it. <laughs> we started, Sorry. and thank you for listening.
2: We're done. <laughs> We started recording forty minutes ago, and we are now one minute and twenty-seven seconds in. So that said, we are just going to jump. That that's our banter because what we have discovered that's it, in the last
1: jump in, yeah, our last <laughs> yeah. two
2: things, everything in our banter has to do with this particular topic today. So we're just we're jumping in. Um, we're going to make this work. So well, now I have to go back to why this makes sense. Couple things. One, Kitty, how was your weekend? This isn't banter. This is topic, though. Remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: we're done with banter. Kitty, how was your weekend? <laughs> but I had to cancel our role-playing session because my aunt was unexpectedly in town. Or expectedly to my mother, but unexpectedly to me. Because my mother is great at sharing information. So,
2: And that was supposed to be a very long session. I think we were going to come over around noon and leave around 10 or so. Yep. And we were going to play Vampire the Masquerade, the role-playing game, the entire time. And so that's that's a little background there. And then Fletcher. We're Fretcher, never going to
1: solve that mystery.
2: We're never going to solve it. <laughs> I, I don't honestly, and I know Spencer doesn't listen, but I don't know what to solve anymore. Like, <laughs> like, there's there's this thing going on and vampires are dying and we're supposed to figure it out. But the the people in charge of the vampires don't want us to be around, apparently. They just want to yell at us for not figuring it out, but they're not helping with anything. <sighs> vampires they're very complicated (laughs) so but yes and fletcher you got news this weekend uh
0: yeah so um i'm trying to join a game a um a big giant 4x game twilight imperium um a few friends of mine are trying to all get together and decide upon a free day that we can all find (laughs) to carve out like 10 hours it's
2: I've heard the best way to do that is cabin in the woods for a weekend and then you can get through an actual game.
0: Okay. How many people? Um, I think it's going to be like it's going to be like four or five people. Five. I,
2: I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well go all six. So if you need a six person, let me know. Okay. <laughs> Chris has
1: such copious amounts of free time.
2: Um, it depends on the day. Sometimes people cancel role-playing games, and then I have a free day, so it works out just fine.
1: So you, a package arrived at your house from Kickstarter, yes. something that never happens. <laughs> never,
2: never happens. So yeah, so last week on Tuesday, I flew to California, and I actually changed my flight because I got a thing from American Airlines saying, hey, bad weather, so you can change your flight for free. So I changed it from 5 o'clock to 2 o'clock, which meant that as soon as I got on the plane at like one thirty, I got a notice from UPS saying a package had arrived. So I had to wait until Friday morning before I found this package and open it up and I found Eclipse, Second Dawn of the Galaxy or for the Galaxy or something, whatever the subtitle is, which is a huge game with like, oh, I don't know. It's, it's about the same size as Twilight Imperium in width and height, um, well, width and length. But height, it's probably twice as tall as it as well. It's just like a box full of stuff. And this is another 4X game that I played a lot of on the iPad in the first edition version. And since we weren't playing Vampire on Saturday, I convinced Sydney to play the game with me Saturday during Zachary's nap, which he normally naps for about two hours. The box says it takes 25 minutes per person. Um, Five hours later, Zachary was up, (laughs) sitting in a high chair next to us, eating bananas as we were finishing the game. Then after we put him to bed a few hours later, we played another game of it. And that one lasted for four hours. And we did not even realize like we, we put him down around 730. It was 11 o'clock before we were done. And I'm like, how did that happen? Cause it was just <laughs> an instantaneous thing. So this is what made me think. I've been wanting to do a long games episode for a while. And it made me think it's like this is one of those things where Saturday was utterly gaming all day long and keeping a child alive. But ultimately, we just played this game twice that was like a four-plus-hour game for us, because apparently we're very, very slow. Um, Sydney likes to take the blame for it, but I don't think so. I think when we're just playing together, we both like to take our times, and we're both very engaged during the entire game, so it, it works out fine, and time just flies. But um, yeah, so we've all had a little bit of long gaming... Well, I mean, we've all done it, right? We've all played games entire weekends and days and whatever. So I just wanted to kind of... a
1: while, but yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just wanted to dig into this, starting out with long games in general. Like, Kitty, what's the longest game you've ever played in, like, one game, one session of that game?
1: Probably Risk. Okay. I've done, like, multiple day one game Risk games, Um, but not since I was, like, you know, a teenager,
2: yeah, and role-playing sessions. We've done role-playing too, but... Yeah,
1: I was going to put role-playing in a kind of own category. Yeah. We'll keep that... Yeah. Tabletop RPGs, we've done many long sessions.
2: But yeah, and we will. We'll talk about that at, at the end. But for as far as board games are concerned, Risk, I can see that one. That's That can be easily an epic several-hour, mini-hour ordeal.
1: Yes, especially the way me and my sister and my cousin played. It's very cutthroat, but like strategic. So... You can make risk go very quickly if you're very aggressive, but if you're all playing kind of a long game strategy building up, you know, you can really, that can last a long time.
2: (laughs) Nobody's making that push to thin out every territory, or there's only one unit per thing, and then someone can come back and just kill everything. Right. All right. So, Fletcher, the longest board game you have played in a single session.
0: And we're not, we're going to remove like, I don't know, Gloomhaven? From this? Well, Gloomhaven, you would be multiple sessions. We'll talk about
2: playing right. multiple sessions in a sec, but I'm just saying, single game.
0: So, a single game would probably be these, maybe like Axis and Allies. Mm-hmm. That's probably like the longest single game session. I think it was like, it was probably like a sleepover. And it was, you know, we were all playing and then it was like, let's go to sleep. And then it's like we started up the next morning, like, okay, <laughs> let's keep going. Yep.
2: And I've mentioned multiple times where every time we play Star Wars Rebellion, which is just a two-player game, that's usually a six-hour long ordeal split up over two days. Started one night, finished it another night. I think it's interesting for you guys you mentioned two games that were designed eighties or earlier. So kind of like the epic board game era where, you know I mean, that's really where Monopoly gets a bad rap, right? Because you think Monopoly takes forever and it's in yeah. the end, it's like whoever flips the board last is the winner. Or whoever
1: risk flips. is from 1957.
2: Yeah, when yeah, is Axis and, and Allies and earlier?
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I remember a lot of this stuff from the 80s because that's when I was alive and playing games. But I know Axis and Allies was around that time too. Kitty's doing her Googling to tell me
1: you can't stop me. No, nope,
2: I'm not stopping, <laughs> I'm requesting it. You're per- this you got time. permission.
1: <laughs> oh, this is an 80s, so 81.
2: Okay. So,
1: just 40 years ago almost. Uh.
2: I know, but it's the eight, the fact that the 80s were 40 years ago is ridiculous. But anyway, um earlier on, board games were just longer. And I think that a lot of what your non-hobbyist game person thinks of board games is they're just long, right? Long and They're hard to set up and they're complicated and, you know, and which is fair if you grew up in the 80s playing games or even early 90s, like that's what games were. These days, streamline, 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 you know, sub two hours is considered a long game. You're looking for that 60 to 90 minute as a sweet spot for a lot of games.
1: I will say actually, because you can't stop me from Googling things, that um, (laughs) pre-1990 games kind of fell into two categories. And it was either the long game or the roll and move.
2: Right. Which
1: which were super fast, not that intense. Yeah. So like people who really enjoyed actually playing board games gravitated more towards the long games. So I, 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 I will give you that.
2: I'll switch <laughs> the categories to long game and family game. So sure. like sorry and uh, trouble and, you know, those types Both of games. Roll
1: and moves basically. Yeah. But, but yeah. they
2: <laughs> they were shorter games, but they're kind of meant to be played as a family. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Much more luck involved, much more fun, kind of like silly games. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Not as much strategy, a lot more die rolling. Anyone could win. You know. Yeah. You know, the five year old brother could beat the 15 year old brother or sister be just because they rolled better on the dice. Not a lot of decisions. You could go left or right or something, but
1: yeah. Which pawn do you move?
2: Exactly. But now, long games are a little different. Like, you you choose to do this. And even, yeah. again, I don't know why something like Rebellion takes as long as it takes for us. Because on the box, it says it should take, you know, 90 to minutes to two hours. Like, that's Boxes the are liars. Them. Boxes are liars. That's true. <laughs> and we've played this game many times. Like we don't feel like we're playing it slowly.
1: And I would say like, it's not like you're learning the rules every time. Cause you know how it plays now. Yeah. It's, I, I think you guys do take very careful turns that not everyone does, but I also think boxes are filthy, filthy liars and they're just trying to get <laughs> you to play the game. So they're not going to be like nine hours or like even five hours on the box. That's just like, nobody wants to make that time commitment but some people do. So yeah. just yeah. be honest.
2: Well, and that's the thing. So Eclipse Eclipse has on the box 25 minutes per player. <laughs> Not 30 minutes. 25 minutes per player. And if I'm playing it on the iPad, I can play a two-player game in under an hour easy. Because there's no set of take. I mean, it's just handling everything for me. And I'm playing against the AI versus me. When playing it in person... I'm like, oh, yeah, we can do this in a two-hour nap. That should be fine. Like, that gives us double the amount of time the box says. It, we weren't playing slowly, and there's only eight rounds in this game. <laughs> so, and I don't know, it's not just the Space 4X game, but Twilight Imperium uh, gets also the bad rap for just taking a long time. And I don't think it's a, you know, it it does take a long time. No one says that, oh, yeah, this game can be played with six players in under three hours. Like, no one's ever said that. Now, unless you're a publisher and you're lying, but it, typically <laughs> no one's ever said this. Um, and it's, but it's not just these 4X games set in space. There's, there are epic fantasy games that can do this as well. Um, I'm trying to think of something, but I off the top of my head, Don't I'm Don't worry. Every, I'm Googling.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Googling, <Excellent. I'm> Googling.
2: <laughs> um, but like I would go and play Eclipse again right this very minute i couldn't play tonight because i had to record with you guys and i can't play tomorrow because we're doing a I'm double sorry. record <laughs> it's Totally fine. but i this game is just so much fun that while i'm playing it, it the time just melts away and i have no problem spending the entire day playing this game I, I can't remember the last time i played a five-hour game and said okay let's reset and do it again and that's exactly what we did
0: hmm. maybe i should try this on my ipad
2: It yeah, download Eclipse and the first edition and second edition, they are close enough where if you knew how to play the first edition, the second edition you would also just know how to play. The cool thing about this, I never owned the first edition in physical form, but the second edition, because it was a Kickstarter, just has so many added like packaging enhancements that makes setting up and playing the game much, much easier. Where like there's literally a thousand components in this box. And
0: that's scary. It is.
2: <laughs> and there's no cards. Like, you could count individual cards, but there are no cards in the game. But there's tons of cubes and discs and ships and um, boards and tiles. Like, there's just so much in there. But the box itself stores everything perfectly. You pull them out, and it's just like, boom. There, Everything's right where it needs to be to play it. And it spends a little bit more time putting things away, but not that much more time. But setup is maybe a 10-minute ordeal versus, like, the hour it could have been had you had to sort all the pieces up front. But I, I just can't say enough good things about Eclipse. If you like 4X games, this is it. And I, my next th- thought was, hey, we just played it two players. It took about four hours. I want to get a t- game, table at the game store and invite four more people so we can play a full six-player version of this. The nice thing about Eclipse is it's very, very easy to learn how to play. There's six different actions you can do. And once you learn those actions, you're you're good to go. Every, and the, everything else is strategy and the kind of like deciding on what you want to do. Um, but I, I don't know why this game, like I shouldn't like this game. Can uh, I don't know if I shouldn't like it, but I shouldn't want to play it so much considering how long it takes, which is, again, what got me to this subject. All right, Kitty, what have you found out for us?
1: I found out that there's no consensus on what makes a long game because I'm seeing everything from um, non-hobbyist sites saying things like Monopoly and Scrabble and the Game of Life (laughs) Clue, to Board Game Geek has On Mars, Tainted Grail, Kanban, Wingspan, and Gloomhaven
0: wingspan is not a long game
2: wingspan is not a long game
1: no um so (laughs) but but there are some in there that were um a lot of games i've never heard of coming up here battlestar galactica i don't feel Uh, like that one's a super long game
2: but it is we played it on our wedding cruise we started the game before dinner we played for about two and a half three hours paused the game went to dinner came back and played for another two hours
1: I guess it just doesn't feel long because it's fun. (laughs) Exactly.
2: And that's what – and, like, these long games, if they feel fun, you don't realize you took that long.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I would put Battlestar Galactica in a long – oh, this one has photosynthesis on the list, so. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well – Only when you're playing with Josh.
2: Maybe. (laughs) But it is relative, right? Because to some people, two hours is a long game that they, you know, once you hit that two hour mark, the game took long, you're done with it. For me, anything sub one hour, I consider a short game. 90 90 minutes to two hours is, you know, a standard length board game. And then over two hours, I, I think once you're over three hours, that's where I'm like, yes, this is definitely a long game. And not counting the learning game, the learning game is always going to take a little bit longer. But if you're consistently over three hours, I think you're in long game territory. So Fletcher, Twilight Imperium,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: The length of the game is this something that's going to deter you from wanting to play it, or is that something that actually kind of keep like piques your interest about it? Like, what about this game can take six to ten hours and yet people still love it?
0: Um, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't deter me. The only thing that's kinda of like a deterrent is like trying to find enough people that can carve out ten hours to like play this game, essentially. Um I, I think it it it's like a long game to me, like like an RPG, kind of says that there's a lot of depth to this game, which to me kind of means like it, it, it can be more fun. There's a lot more like interesting mechanics and stuff in it. And I always kind of like Think back to, like, you know, like, uh, the computer game Civilization. Like, that's essentially, like, a 4X game. Um, and I really like that game. And, you know, you can play Civilization with multiple people, like, in real time. But, like, that takes four. There is a
1: Civilization board game, which has come up on several lists.
0: Yes. Oh, really? Okay. But well, that yes. wouldn't surprise me because, I mean, the video game is just, like, a simulated board game, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so playing a game like Civilization um, in in a space theme is uh, super appealing.
2: Yeah, and
0: and on, Civ's a great
2: example as far as video game because you could sit there. Um, actually, uh, Civilization and Masters of Orion; these are two games where they're turn based, and it's always you're while you're playing, you're just like, okay, just one more turn, just one more turn, just one more turn, right. and you start playing at pick any time at all. And eight hours later, without eating, without going to the bathroom, without sleeping, you're still playing and you're like, I am functionally going to be disabled tomorrow, but just one more turn and then I'll stop. (laughs) Well, after this next turn, I just got to research this technology and then I'll stop. Uh, One more. It's insane. But you're like that entire time, the time just like goes away in the snap of the fingers and you just don't feel it pass. That is a good long game, in my opinion. It's like the Dali painting with melting clocks. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, and I'll be interesting. I'll be interested. Like, I really want you guys to play this game. And again, I'm serious. If you need a six person, let me know. Because <laughs> one of the things I'm not sure about with big count long games, because when Sydney and I are playing, we're both very engaged. But when you're talking six players, how much downtime is there for each player? Because I think that's that's where you really feel the length of a game. If you're not doing anything, then the game can drag on.
1: Yeah. Especially um, games that involve player elimination. Like a lot of the old school games like Risk or I think Axis and Allies too. Um, players get eliminated as you go. Monopoly, even. Um, and if you get eliminated and you're like at a, a someone's house where they're playing. It's like, you're not just gonna leave. Okay. I don't know. Like it, it's a tricky okay, situation. Bye. <laughs> yep, yep. But bye. Bye. I had thanks. planned on being here for another three hours, but um thanks for hanging okay. up on me. Great being <laughs> friends
2: with you. Never
0: talk to you again.
1: Yeah. I yeah. knew South America was a bad idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially like if it's an elimination game where you know it's gonna be <laughs> It's going to be hours until the game is over. If you're eliminated and you know that within the next 10-15 minutes the game's going to be over, then that's fine. Because the whole game only lasts for like 30-45 minutes. Then it's no big deal.
2: Well, another thing, too, is games that have that kind of length need to make sure that everybody feels like they're still in it for the majority of the duration of the game. Like, maybe not all the way through, but most of the time you have to feel like I still have a chance and I'm still making a difference in this game.
1: I will say, as somebody who played Risk a lot with people who are four years older than them as a child, I spent a lot of time being the person who um, I'm obviously not going to win, but you haven't eliminated me yet. And so I'm just going to be a force of chaos on this board. and i really enjoyed that role a lot sometimes
2: (laughs) that i wonder if that was part of your personality or if that created that part of your personality like what came first the spite or the risk (laughs) i think
1: the spite came first probably (laughs) there are a lot of spiteful stories about me as a child
2: (laughs) I, i i'm not surprised by this i'm not at all but, it I mean, it does make a difference, though. Like, even there, you felt like you could have an influence,
1: <laughs> was, even in, if it was a spiteful Even if I didn't one. have a chance of winning, I had influence, and it, it was fun <laughs> in its own way. Yep. And if so, it weren't people, I really aren't enjoyed Aren't I torturing. so annoying? If <laughs> <laughs> I was playing with, like, my friends instead of my relatives, maybe it would have been different. Like, oh, I don't want to make people mad at me. But, like, the whole point of having older siblings slash cousins is to just annoy them.
0: Dude, I just keep taking Mexico away from you so you don't get that <laughs> continent bonus.
1: Yeah. You think you'll have Asia? No one will ever have Asia.
2: <laughs> that's why I just camp out in Australia. It's the easiest one to hold on to. Yeah.
1: But it's it hard to expand from. It's it's tricky, but it, it is. is a winning strategy. It is it is a known winning strategy, but not the only.
2: Uh but I yeah. Yeah. I I think you're touching on it, though. I think it's like you have to be, even if you're not winning, you still feel like you can disrupt the person who knocked you out enough <laughs> where they don't win as well. So what Eclipse does is there is elimination in Eclipse. It's just incredibly difficult to trigger it. So if you never have any units or influence on the board, you've been eliminated. And really what that does is just speed up the fact that it's like, okay, we're not going to torture you anymore you can you can go <laughs> or if i think the other one the second edition adds in where if you don't have any money like you can't pay for your actions you've taken you're also eliminated but that's always a choice you make like you yeah. you have the choice of like taking actions and every action is going to cost you money and at the end of the round if you can't pay for all the actions you've taken you're eliminated so just don't do that type yeah. of thing but, like, neither of us ever came close to being eliminated. Um, yeah. So, Long Games Kitty, would you play something like Twilight Imperium? Which would be, let's say, a 12-hour commitment.
1: I would like to, but I have a lot of other commitments that I have. <laughs> um, so, I'm not saying, like, I don't want to play the game. But I'm saying it would be very hard for me to come up with 12 hours. Um, but... Like, you know, if you and Fletcher were like, hey, we're playing Twilight Imperium this day, and I looked at my calendar, and I had 12 hours free, I'd be like, totally, I'm in.
0: But
1: the chances of that happening are so (laughs) slim.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So let's take this, because we have done this for our current role-playing game. Maybe not 12 hours, but 8 hours. Sure. So setting aside 8 hours for a role-playing game feels like something's like, oh yeah, that makes total sense, we could do that. But setting aside eight hours for a board game, for some reason, just feels different. It feels like, wait a minute, we're going to do what for eight hours?
1: So I think it's much easier to pause a role-playing game. So when we are doing these marathon role-play sessions, it is we sit down, we do serious business for two hours, and then okay, everyone needs to take a break. We need to go get food. We need, And you don't have anything to, I mean, the way we play at least, we don't, you know, for Vampire especially, we don't have big maps. We don't have minis out. You don't have to worry about putting anything away. We can all just stop and then come back, remember where we were and keep going. And the same at the end of the session when, you know, everyone is starting to get tired. Everything is starting to get like, oh, we need to get back. Our babysitter needs to go home, whatever it is. It's really easy to like, Okay, and we'll wrap up here. We found a good wrapping up spot. We're done. Whereas with a board game, it's very, well, we can't walk away from the table. What if the cats knock over the pieces? (laughs) Um, We've got to be, you know, whatever it is. And the game is over when the game is over. The game says when it's over. It's not over when we're ready for it to be over. So, you know, if that's going beyond the time that our babysitter could stay, then what was that last seven hours for, you know, like we can't finish this now. It feels like there's more of a,
2: it's more concrete.
1: Yeah. It's a more yeah. serious commitment, but yeah. I don't want to make it seem like role playing isn't serious. Cause we do take it seriously. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, but I think
0: in role playing there's natural breaks Yeah. in the role playing game where it's like, okay, we can end here, but there is no natural break really in one of those large commitment games. There's a few games that have tried doing that. Something like
2: Seventh Continent, where the first recommended game of Seventh Continent is going to take an average of 10 to 14 hours. But at any point, there is a save mechanic in the game where you can just clean up all the cards, you put them in a stack, and then when you next play, you put out the cards and you resume. Sydney and I have a game of Seventh Continent that's been on pause for about two years now. That at some (laughs) point, we will pull out and be able to pick up where we left off whether or not we remember what's going on actually doesn't matter too much. Um, But <laughs> <laughs> because the cards kind of let you know what you've done and haven't done and the, you know what the map looks like. But yeah, you're right in like, say you're playing, you know, a game of Gloomhaven. If you're playing a four player game of Gloomhaven, that's like a two, two and a half hour commitment that you're committed to. You're committed to two, two and a half hours of gameplay. If you say, hey, let's spend the next four hours playing a role-playing game, you're not committed to any amount of that being actual playing. You can talk amongst yourselves, goof off, go you know, grab a donut from the local donut store. Even if you only get like an hour of gameplay in, in that four-hour session, it was more of a hanging out thing where you were also playing a game. And you're right, you could stop at any point where the board game that's just not possible. You are obligated to finish. Otherwise, you throw everything out like it never happened.
1: Yeah, you can't come back to it. So like we've had some role playing sessions where like, you know, we just weren't getting stuff done or we weren't as interested as we thought. We needed to take a break and eat dinner. We didn't get as much role playing in. kids were not napping slash sleeping when they should have whatever it is. But it doesn't feel like a waste of your day because, you know, we still hung out, whatever, and we still got some role play done. But it does feel like a waste if you set up this whole game, play 30 minutes of it, and your kid wakes up early from their nap and never goes back down and is just a big pill. And that's it. You have to put away the whole thing that you've set up, and it just feels, like, aggravating.
2: Well, even worse if you're, like, three hours into a five-hour game. Yeah. And this happens. Because, you know, somebody is sitting there that doesn't have kids and just be like, why did you choose to have children? You're ruining my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I ruined my own life more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> children are delightful and we love them.
2: Yes. Yes, we do. We're obligated legally. Why are you conscious right
0: now?
1: <laughs> Go back to your unconscious there state. so many times. Oh, my gosh. Player three woke up from his nap today because... Spencer got home and pulled the car into the driveway, which, of course, the dog was like, ah! And he just woke up in the most foul mood, and I was like, go back to sleep. <laughs> and they don't. Never. They don't. Yeah. They never do.
2: <laughs> because they don't actually care about what you want or need. Eventually, they will, but, you know, the- they have their own internal wants and needs. And when you're role-playing, you can actually put them on your lap and be like, okay, I have a piece of paper and a book. I'll close the yeah. book, push it away from you. If you destroy the piece of paper, that's okay. I can print out another one.
1: Here's a blank character sheet and a crayon.
2: Yep. But when you're playing a 4X <laughs> game with a thousand pieces, you can't let kids within 10 feet of the table.
1: Nope.
2: Nope. They have sticky hands. That they, It's like they use the force. And like, wait a minute. <laughs> you didn't even come over here. Why is everything covered in honey? I don't get this. Yeah. You're not even allowed to have honey. And you're still covered all the pieces in it. That's what happens. They're allowed it's to have covered, honey jam. After. <laughs> covered in jam. <laughs> they're allowed to have peanut honey butter. After is one. the worst peanut butter Ugh. or drool? Just drool in general.
1: Drool. Every they're like they're always damp. <laughs> Everything, <laughs> is damp. Everything is <laughs> damp.
2: Everything is sticky all the time. Just like here, have if some it's not milk. Sticky, really selling, it's slimy.
1: <laughs> We love our children. Yeah. My favorite I love my so, son so uh, much. I can I can tell.
0: <laughs> I love my child so
1: much I made a second one. It's coming soon. <laughs> S- slight
0: tangent.
2: So Zachary likes milk and he likes water, but you're not 100% sure what he wants when he wants it. So he tells you by you give him one and then he's like nope and he just spits it all up. He's like, "Oh, he must have wanted the other one. Give him that." <laughs> nope, don't want that either. I'm just going to spit that all up too. And there's Kids nothing are you delightful. can do. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it.
1: There are other non kid reasons though that interrupt board games. So, pets, is,
2: pets is a good one.
1: Pets. Um, um,
2: just time, work. You know, people are cranky sometimes. Sleep. Like it's. Yep, sleep. It's like I've had a long day at work. Yes, I'm willing to play a game, but oh, wait a minute. I just committed to how long, and yep. so you have the, like the disgruntled player, um, which if you're playing a long game and one person's just not into it it's hard to keep the game interesting for everyone else.
1: Because everyone knows. So playing lots of games.
2: Yes. Let's switch over. So long games, that's one thing. Role-playing games, we've talked about why that's a little bit easier. Lots of different games. So now we're going to say, we're going to spend eight hours. We're going to spend Saturday. We're going to get together at noon. And we're going to go till 10. We're planning in some meal breaks. So we're going to about eight hours of gaming in with about two hours of breaks. We've done this... Actually, I can't remember the last time.
1: We used to do this more. We used to do this more. Now we've kind of switched back over to... I mean, it started, we did a lot of role play. When you were running Pathfinder or or, our 5th Ed campaign, we did a lot of that. And then instead of doing that, because we couldn't get the same people all the time, we started doing these more marathon board game days. Where we'd get together and play lots of different games.
2: And usually about three, maybe four, but three would be our target to play like new games. Yep. And I enjoyed those quite a bit. Um, I think probably more than others because I'm like, oh, I want to play these three new games. So we're going to learn and play three games in one day. Not everyone likes that for some reason.
1: I like it. So I don't, (laughs) I don't get that. I don't know. (laughs) I was always on board. What about you, Fletcher?
2: Is like, is that type of gaming experience something that's easier to get into or would you
0: rather play games that are, Things you know, new stuff. I would probably be okay with like, you know, one new game and then like two games that I played before. (laughs) Because if I'm playing like three new games, it's like, okay, learn the rules of this one. Because each time you pull out that new game, um, there's like a learning curve, especially if it's new to everyone. But even if it's new to you, like you're slow that first time. And then eventually you want to play that game again. And so you can like build upon those rules and concepts and ideas and strategies from last time to kind of, like, play better and, you know, understand more. But if you're just playing new games every time, it's kind of like, well, can we play that other one again? Because, you know, I like that one, and I think I would like to try it again. I would say that
1: is the Spencer camp. Spencer is in exactly the same spot as you. And when we were doing these days, I think we kind of fell into this routine of, like, we would play one big new game that was kind of harder to learn, one smaller, easy-to-learn little footprint game and then a familiar game, and that was the only way we could keep Spencer involved in these at all.
2: Well, because honestly, Spencer got to the point where he would just say, to, straight up, say, "It's like I don't like games with rules," and <laughs> and and he didn't really mean it that way. But basically, yeah. if if we had to spend an hour explaining how a game works, that just wasn't his thing. Like he didn't want to learn those games. But it's not that he didn't like games with rules. He didn't like games with a lot of upfront rules. He liked. You know, we talked a little while ago about emergent complexity. It's like, yes. here are the basic rules. And now, as you play, it's going to get more complicated as your strategies become more and more in depth. Like, he loves Battlestar. Oh, yes. Which is not a simple game. No. But it has a narrative and it has enough things that go along with it where when the rules come up, they all make sense.
1: I would say he also really liked Great Western Trail. Because I think that one was very much like you just had like your choice to move the spaces and then do the action. But like that the actions you chose to do were like
2: straightforward where
1: they were straightforward, easy to choose one. But as you learned which ones to choose and how you got points, it made more sense.
2: Yeah. The rules are not that complicated. Yeah. Strategy is much more complicated. Um, And I will say that if you pick up Great Western Trail, which is one of the best games ever, if you pick it up and just try to learn it cold, you're gonna find that there's a lot of rules there. If someone else is managing the fiddly parts of it, at least for the first game, it becomes much, much easier. But I was able, I can teach that game in 10 minutes. And... You know, everyone there can play and have and feel like they had a shot of like being able to win. They didn't have to deal with the fiddly parts because as new aspects of the game came up, I was like, oh, and this is how this works. Oh, okay, that makes sense.
1: I will say that because we played it that way, I don't remember it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I have no memory of the rules. Like, nothing stuck. But you, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'd you pick would pick it up, it up again, very I'm quickly. Sure. Yeah.
2: it is one of those games where. I don't play a lot of games often, like, one after another after another. But Great Western Trail is one of those games that I could put down and just teach you the rules without rereading the rulebook right now, which is very, very odd for most games of that size. It it just made sense to me how everything works. So it was easy enough to teach people how that worked. I think that for the same reason the role-playing game sessions work out, they long gaming sessions with multiple games have that same kind of feel. Whereas, like, we can control how much time we spend in an invested mental state. We're going to invest in the next game. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to play Sushi Go, but we can start out with heavier stuff and then yeah. kind of fall back on the light and easy stuff that we all know and have fun playing. And without that you can having put to down learn. any time. And that you can just put down any time. You know, yeah, or- it's
1: bedtime, and I start to melt yep. like right now.
2: Yeah, people. Hey, well, you know, forty minutes before we got the first minute and a half <laughs> recorded. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm also being kicked very aggressively. Yeah,
2: from the inside.
1: From the inside.
2: For those who are new to the podcast, <laughs> Kitty is actually pregnant. So that's that's what we're talking about. It's not just not well, some kind of alien, but it's human alien, <laughs> human parasite.
1: It feels like an alien parasite right now.
2: <laughs> Speaking of. Alien parasites, legacy games.
1: <laughs>
2: Turn up your game. <laughs> Marathon sessions of legacy <laughs> games. Oh, it took
1: me a while to get that. Oh, it's a joke.s All of our listeners are so confused. <laughs> Chris is bad at segues.
2: I am just fine.
1: <laughs> so bad
2: <laughs> Fletcher's microphone is oftentimes turned down enough where I have to bump it up and so I let him know at the beginning and we were talking about one thing and segwayed into hey Fletcher turn up your game um, it makes total sense if, you're, if you were there at the moment it's super funny when you have to explain it to people <laughs> I, I, hey it was funny when you said it but back to legacy games multiple legacy game sessions in a single day what's the maximum
1: three
2: I was going to say that too Fletcher? <laughs> Mo- say that again? Multiple what? Multiple sessions of a legacy game. So how many times could you play Gloomhaven oh. in a day
0: before you're like, okay, we're done? Um, I mean, I could probably do four, maybe five, but the most I've ever done is three. I think three,
2: three is, is the,
1: the magic number.
2: It's, it's for a two-hour game or a game that takes two hours counting Teardown and Setup. That's yeah. about six hours. You have a break between each one, because you rarely just start the next one. You're usually breaking for a meal or grabbing a drink or something.
1: Using the bathroom.
2: <laughs> Using the bathroom, <laughs> which it makes for about an eight-hour day. Um, and I, when playing Legacy games, I kind of like playing three sessions at a time, because you can actually get through the game.
1: You have to play at least two. I, have, yeah, I don't think we've definitely. ever sat down and played just one session.
2: Yeah, I think that I agree. Because if you're going to get it all out and set everything up for one, you might as well just get two in there. And the cool thing about most legacy games is the between the games. Yeah. And that coolness loses a little bit of its luster if you have a between the game, but you don't actually play another game.
1: Yeah, because you're unlocking stuff, you're changing things, you're stickering stuff, adding character abilities. That was always one of my favorites when we did that in... Pandemic, um and you're just like I want to use it. I want to use it right now, and yep. like it loses some of the magic when you come back the next week. You're like, oh well, yeah, I've got that power, but like you know, it I've got like, that power just for a got week got now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I like the the two. I like the three. The three is ideal. Two is minimum. At least two. <laughs> Have you guys yeah, ever played a non-legacy game multiple times in a row? In the same session.
1: I don't think sure. more than two. I've definitely played a game twice in a row.
2: Such don't as? Sushi so Go third. Party?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. Aside from, like, short party games. So, I- um, i played regular Pandemic twice in a row. Um, I think we did it with Century Spice Road once.
0: Maybe. I've played, i played, like, Splendor. Yeah. Definitely, like, two or three times in a row. I've played spender f- Splendor. Splendor
2: (laughs) four times in a row Um, it was me Sydney my mom and um, her husband and we played it four times and each time a different one of us won because that game is relatively short and a die roll as to who wins so it was kind of a everyone's like okay we can play another game Uh, but that game's still like sub one hour to do that
1: play Carcassonne multiple times
2: ooh that's a tricky one I don't think I've done that
0: I I haven't played Carcassonne a ton yeah in video done, like, game things, I think I've done like Catan like a couple times in a row.
1: Yeah, back when like Catan was the only game we had, <laughs> that got a lot more table time. But now that we've got a bigger variety of choices, um, Ticket to Ride, I got that one for Christmas one year, and I think we played that multiple times in a day.
2: And but all this of was these was kind of
1: like as I was building my collection, more of the like gateway game, like early games that I played.
2: Which I think is kind of neat because these are relatively shorter games. They they average around an hour, but I think that's sort of a sweet spot for saying, "Okay, let's play this again. Let's take a break, break and try again." Yeah, there are some games: um, Spyfall, uh, Burke's Gambit, Avalon, Werewolf. These are the types of games that are they fall into that kind of party game, social game thing where they're relatively short. And you immediately want to play them again, because whether the traitor moves or the spy moves or whatever, something changes every time where people are like, okay, I want to try again because I want to be this hidden role that I didn't get a chance to play before. So people are willing to roll those dice.
1: Deception murder in Hong Kong. Everyone wants a turn to be the clue giver.
2: Yep. Yep. Um, There's a number of games that are like that, where say you're playing Deception, we're playing a five player, we'll just play five games of it in a row where everyone has a chance to be the clue giver and it just passes around.
1: Those are a lot quicker, usually playing games though.
2: Yep. But they still kind of fall into this like long session. Even if you're playing Mm -hmm. five games in two or three hours, it still feels like you played a long session of these games. But I guess, I mean, I don't know that I've ever gotten together to play these games. like I'm, It's not a go-out-of-your-way type of game. This like, is Twilight more like Imperium we had be.
1: people over and we accidentally started playing a game. Right. <laughs> <Yep>. Well, <laughs> Who wants and to I, play a game after dinner? Six hours later, we're all still playing the game. Yeah. Yep. i that a lot of times.
2: <laughs> accidental party game marathons is basically what it comes down to, right? You have a group of people and you just keep playing the same game over and over and over because it's fun and you just happen to be there and you're all having fun on a social level with it. I can see that. Um, What about video game versions of board games? Are you more likely to play those over and over and over?
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's your maximum time you've played Pandemic in a row at your height?
1: Um, I mean, stuck in an airport with nothing else to do, those kinds of times. I've yeah. played it hours. I couldn't even tell you. You know, and it gets to the point when you're playing a video game version, you're like, I know I'm not going to win done. Start over. At least that's what I do. I get like, Nope. Like pandemic, especially. Um, I also do, um, the Carcassonne iPad app. I don't know if it's, um, still like this, if they've updated it, I had it a long time ago. Um, they had like a solo puzzle of the day every day. And you would like try to beat the high score. Those ones I would play over and over again. Um,
2: yeah, I used to play Catan probably eight times a day because I could do a game in like 15 to 20 minutes. So I'd play yeah. it on my commute to and from and easily get three or four games in each direction. Mm-hmm. The thing with those, though, is if for some reason I didn't finish a game in a single sitting, I would just always just kill the old game and start over.
1: Yeah. Can't remember what I was doing. Don't yeah. remember what the strategy was. What about you, the Fletcher? is a little bit easier to pick up, but mostly just nope, done
0: um i don't think i play very many board games as video games you have an ipad there, right because i don't I have an ipad yeah but that's just i don't actually play like a lot of video games of any kind like my iphone or my ipad we're
1: gonna have you to get pandemic that.
0: yeah um
1: pandemic is a good one pandemic is way more fun to play as one player on your ipad playing as all four players than it is to play as a board game <laughs>
2: I would second that. It prob- uh, yeah, it probably is. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a problem solver and you like figuring out the puzzle, single player pandemic is more fun than multiplayer pandemic. I would never play it video multiplayer. And I actually don't even think it supports it, but no. in person, the reason to play pandemic as a group is to have that social problem solving that you can all work together on. But pandemic when in like general is a good solid game.
1: People who challenge me, um, which is why I enjoy playing with Chris, because we see things very differently. And I can really appreciate the, what you bring to the game. Aww. But um, even though you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate
2: never... being challenged in being right and have to justify it <laughs> and convince you that I'm right, <laughs> even though I've never actually been able to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what killed our Pandemic Legacy Season 2 was just... We came to a stalemate and never got over No, it, it was distance.
2: More than anything, it was distance. Yeah. yeah. You still have that game, right? You, I do. I you have, have
1: all of the legacy games at my house that we were still playing.
2: Because yeah. there is a not unzero chance that if it were still at my house, I would have just played through the rest of the season solo.
1: Yeah, that's why I had to take it away from you. Just
2: just to get through <laughs> it and be, like, be able to talk to it. Um, we have been told, however, and this is... I don't think this can be a spoiler at this point, and it's not a spoiler. I don't consider it a spoiler anyway, but we had mentioned talking about Pandemic Season 2 that wasn't really related to Pandemic Legacy Season 1. I have been told that once you're through it, there's more of a tight relation than at first meets the eye. So again, I don't think that's a spoiler, because if anything, that makes me want to go back and keep playing it now. So if that gets someone else back there and wants to keep playing it, by all means do so.
1: We have to finish Betrayal first.
2: <laughs> we do. Yep. Betrayal is one that we have to finish as a group. I think Pandemic Legacy Season 2, you and I could just sit down and play it two player and yeah. finish it off and be, we'd be able to go through it pretty quick. And th- again, that would be kind of like a marathon legacy session where it's like, okay, let's just put the two kids together, you know, the spouses are uninterested in playing this game with <laughs> us or they're doing something else, like, let's just get through this this box. Video, but back to the video games um fletcher we need to i need to send you a list of games to download on the ipad because that will actually okay. do be a pretty good building up your game repertoire basically giving you an apps an opportunity to expose yourself to a lot of different like popular board games in a much faster way without relying on needing to get people together um so then when we talk about you know x y or z game you're like oh yeah i played that on the ipad and i got a feel for it um there are some games i've only ever played on the ipad um through the ages a new story of civilization i think is that's the full name of it um i've only ever played it on the ipad it's a very fast game on the ipad but apparently this is one of those long marathon games if you played in person like three plus hours but on the ipad it's like a 35 45 minute game um again you're playing it Against AI, which helps speed things right. along, but um it is a fantastic game, and I would have never played it in real life because it looks it's not my style of game um in real life, but I love that game and I would play it in real life. I just would have no idea how to play it because the iPad takes care of all the rules for me so <laughs>
1: um the Pathfinder adventure card game was oh, not so one you yeah. I've never played it, but Chris raves about this.
2: I really, really, really like this game. Um, And it has a second edition version of it now, but they don't... It's apparently completely compatible with the first edition cards, but they've updated how the the scenario models work and the card art and all that stuff. Everything's been updated. But the setup and teardown time of just making all these different decks is a pain in the butt. But it has... It's kind of like Arkham Horror, where it has this continuing storyline, you know, you're playing through a campaign, you're increasing your character over time, your character levels up and stuff, and I loved it. Um, playing on the iPad, so much better than just playing it, you know, in, like, playing the cards, even playing it solo. Um, it just took too long, and there was just too much stuff to manage.
0: Send me this list. This sounds pretty interesting because a lot of the games that they like push on the iPad are like, this would be better with a controller type of game, like a video game kind of game. Like, I wish I could play this with a mouse and keyboard or a controller, but I can't. I have to use like these on-screen controls that suck. Well, So I just, I don't really do a lot of gaming on the iPad or iPhone. I'll
2: do you one better because I'm pretty sure that we have listeners saying, huh, I would love a list like this too. So not next episode. Because next episode, we already have a topic, and I don't have enough time to get this in place. But the episode after <laughs> is going to be our Mobile favorite...
1: games revisited?
2: Our, no, our yeah, our favorite app games.
1: Yeah, we've done app games before.
2: Yeah, but it's like they change.
1: Yeah, and this was something um, that actually, I think, really increased how many games I've played. Because I, for research for that episode chris was like all right you have to go (laughs) and download something because i didn't do it before and now as we talked about i play these games um kind of a lot yeah
2: i think i like (laughs) board games on a tablet are phenomenal yeah and even board games most board games play well on the phone as well um but
1: i play pandemic on my phone now my phone is significantly larger though at than it was at the time that yep. I downloaded it.
2: And your iPad is significantly <laughs> old, so we need to get you an updated version of this.
1: My iPad is so old that it doesn't do things. <laughs>
2: it's now just a YouTube. I can't
1: get Disney Plus on the iPad, because it's like, no.
2: Yeah, How long I'm have you been married? This. <laughs> no.
1: Seven years in July. So that's how
2: old your iPad is. Yes, <laughs> it will
1: be seven years old in July.
2: So, yeah, but not again, not next week, but the following week. My we iPad will do, be in
1: first grade. <laughs>
2: we will do an episode <laughs> on games that Kitty's iPad can't play anymore. Aww. <laughs> but other devices can. Usually Android and iOS. Most of these games are coming out on both. Um, but yeah, and I, like I say, this is another one of those things where it's kind of this long gaming session where I can just play over and over and over and over because you can get a lot of these games in.
1: But with mobile games, once again, you can just set it down and walk away when you need to. Yep. And I would say that is the biggest difference between the long game sessions I do and the long game sessions I can't manage, is I can't play one game that's going to take so long and I can't just walk away.
2: Yep. Well, and that's why, um, again, I don't remember which recording I set it in, but you know, for <laughs> Twilight Imperium, the six... Like you're you're gonna spend ten hours doing it, and honestly, the best way to do that is just to say, "Hey, let's hang out for the weekend. We'll split this up over two days, and we'll go to sleep and wake up and finish it the next day." Because it allows you that break and that mental reset to be able to be like, "Okay, I can do this again." You know, I've, I'm I'm ready to play. Also, make sure yeah, you watch I can the- barely
1: stay awake for twelve whole hours.
2: It's hard. It's definitely hard. <laughs> This morning I slept until 11 because we had the monitor's volume down and he just wasn't making loud enough noises. And I open my eyes and I look over and he's like standing up in his crib and I see the little lights on the volume going. (laughs) I tap my phone and it says 11 o'clock and I'm like, I have no idea how long he was in there, like wanting to get out of his crib. But now I have to make it up for him the entire day. So so then, jail, <laughs> yeah. So then I woke up, took a shower, and left, and went to the game store for four hours, and left him with Sydney. I am the best father. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was pre-planned, and Sydney was being a saint. But he's been he hasn't been feeling great today, so he did end up sleeping oh. a long time. All right, so that we don't get too long of a gaming session going here, <laughs> <laughs> I think we can call this one a wrap. We do not even
1: talk about RPGs, really. But
2: well, we we touched on it, and I think you made a good point, and the fact that it feels different. It's a different beast. It feels different. Um, So we don't have anyone who recorded credits this week. And like I said, the first time that that happened, um, well, since I said it, because it happened one other time, that we were going to do a drawing. So there are now thirteen people. I went through, and the way I searched for this, so. I didn't go back and check everyone who uh, credits I use. I went back and I searched for subject credits, which was what it said to do. And the names that popped up there, plus our um, friends of the show. So our top level patrons are all in the drawing. That's 13 people. We have Sam, Eric, Jesse, Brandt, Christopher, Eugene, Robert, Joey, Michael, Patrick, Jason, Adam, and the SGC. This is 13 people. And we are going to generate a random number between 1 and 13. And in the order I just said that, that's that's going to be the winner. So I'm going to ask Siri right now to generate an add- number between 1 and 13. <laughs> generate a random number between 1 and 13. It's 8. 8. So Sam is number 1. Eric is number 2. Jesse's number 3. Brant's number 4. Christopher's number 5. Eugene's number 6. Robert's number 7. Joey's number 8. Is that Joey's, Joey's number Joey's number 8. All right, Joey. You know who you are because you're Joey who sent us credits. Um... <laughs> and we know who you
1: are because you emailed us
2: you did uh joey send me another email uh (laughs) saying hey i heard my name because you do have to listen to win and if i don't hear it by next week this this is totally unfair um it's so
1: unfair (laughs) all
2: right by next week our time which is actually two weeks from now (laughs) it's wait what (laughs) <laughs> well all right so a little bit of um background we are recording okay. two episodes <laughs> in a row so we're recording this sunday the february no uh, march 1st march and first. march 2nd so march 1st. <laughs> we have this week next week and then the following week that's that's when joey has she has he has two weeks from today to send us an email um but if i don't hear from you joey I'm going to give this away to someone else, one of the other 13 people. But you could win again, because I'm not going to take your name off. We'll just see. <laughs> um, but just send me your uh, address. And that's really the main reason why I need you to email me. And I will get that in the mail. This is the Side Invaders Kickstarter edition. So it includes all of the um Kickstarter upgrade minis. And then I'll probably end up throwing in a couple expansions or special things that I have extras of as well. But it definitely will have the base game and all of the Kickstarter extras that you would have gotten for backing the base game. Um, and then that's actually one of my next marathon gaming sessions is to play Side Invaders for like two days straight. So, but that'll be cool. <coughs> Congratulations, Joey. And then Let's see. For everyone else, you can follow us on Facebook at Tabletop Game Talk Podcast. Twitter is Tabletop Game TLK. Kitty is Lawful Good Mom. Fletcher is Net Fletch. And I am Game Master Chris. There have been a few iTunes reviews, and I want to thank Ooh. you guys for their very, very nice iTunes reviews. Um, so thank you very much for those. If you would like to be on that list of really cool iTunes reviews, let me know <laughs> by leaving us an iTunes review or Apple Podcast, <laughs> whatever you want to call it.
0: Please email um, Chris with one your of iTunes these days. <laughs>
2: so we have a ton of reviews because early on we used to, um, that was part of our contest would be leave us a review. And someone who leaves us a review is going to win. Apple doesn't really like it when you do that, but I don't think we're Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Well, I don't think we're generating enough reviews to become aware of Apple, but I will say this at some point, just like recording credits at some point, I am going to go through iTunes reviews left in the last six months. And if you're part of that, I'm going to pick one of these randomly and I'm just going to give away a random board game. So leave us reviews and you will be on that random giveaway sometime in the next six months. Um, actually, probably the next four months because anyone who's left reviews in the last six months is also part of that. Anyway, it's it's a complicated thing. It's all just made up as I go along. Um, but anyway, <laughs> if you want to just join our Patreon group, you can go to tabletopgametalk.com Patreon. Um, all right, the rest of this is not for me.
1: Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Thanks for listening, and remember we love your feedback, so email us with comments or questions about today's topic at feedback at tabletopgametalk.com.
0: Finally, a huge thank you to our patrons. Adam Harrison, the SGC, The Gift of Games, Jason Strong, Terrence Milner, Stephen Seitz, Brian Arnold, Sean P. Kelly, C. Marie, Rudy Liu, Benjamin Heimowitz, Jerry Huang, Caleb O'Brien, Jennifer Ingebrecht, Justin Willard, Christopher Dong, Jason Marks, Jeremy Fisher, David Radke, Nick Quickstra, David Sellers, Jason Rodney, Michael Yanukowski, Miles Clark, Cindy Loom, Phil Schwartzel, Ann Reynolds, Eric Hoffman, Adrian Dong, Nate, Baz Lintham, Sean Peck, Eric Sklander, Mike Smith, Joe Hoover, Timothy Gross, Glenn Cotter, Jesse Walkowiak, Gregory Huber, Don Gilstrap, Stephen Judd, Leanne Verholst, Christopher Letgo, John Lewis, Joe Rakstad, Ron Nelson, Sahara Wentworth, Weatherman Keefe, Nicholas Lotz, Agnes Toth, Paul Raymer jimothy matthew droke aaron moore jesse wheeler and charles pearson until next week keep playing games and having fun
2: all right so do we have time to get a marathon gaming session in between now and the next time we record (laughs) I don't think so